0: can you do when feeding to sleep is the only thing that works well so many parents say to me yeah but just feeding them to sleep is the only way It's it's the only way my child will settle to sleep it's with a feed it's going to be the only thing that works until it stops so what what's happened here is this this child this baby has got used to being fed to sleep um, so much so that when you've tried something else they've gone no and protested hard because they're going that's not what we do give me the good stuff I want the milk because that's what they know and that's what they expect and they've probably rejected all your other attempts at soothing them and settling them until you've gone okay then well feeding is the only way and you've gone and you've fed them and and that thus proved the point that feeding is the only way, um, and and reinforce that to the little one, that they need the feed to fall asleep. And so it continues, and you get stuck on this hamster wheel, and people say to me, yeah, I, I get that, but how do I get out of it? How do I stop that? So I'm going to take you through five steps that you can take to um, move away from feeding to sleep, um, and find a new way so that feeding isn't the only thing that works the first step is to identify hunger when your baby is feeding is it hunger or is it comfort if they're in the younger age bracket you know in the first six to twelve months even um, it could be uh, sorry naught to twelve months so in the first few months they're bound to have night hunger of course Um, once they reach four, five, six months, it's a grey area. Some still have hunger in the night, some don't. In that last half of the first year, the six to 12 months, it's less common that there is nighttime hunger. It can happen. Some babies are hungry. It depends on so many factors, you know, and their, their health, their um, calorie intake, their weight gain. It's loads of factors. So it can be really challenging. Um, really from the 4th, fourth, 5th fourth, month, 6 months right through to closer to a year it can be really tricky to know whether there's hunger there or not um, and you'll be able to identify that and you may even have a, a good idea already that yeah, it's just comfort or is it hunger? Is the daytime appetite affected? If so, then they're probably getting too much in the night so try and identify that hunger first. If we're talking about a little one definitely older than a year, but usually from six months, um, if everything else is in check, they're gaining weight nicely, they're in good health, you've had the all clear from your healthcare professionals, and you have no suspicion that there is actually any hunger in the night, then the chances are there really isn't any hunger in the night, and it is just being used as comfort. It's gonna happen in the early few months, so if you're actually um, talking about a baby that's just a few months old or in the very early stages then it's okay and if you are feeding them to sleep don't worry don't beat yourself up about it just be aware that you're gonna need to work on some of these steps around four five six months and start you know start being aware by them and getting clear on it so identify the hunger if you're um let's now assume that we're talking about older ones where you're sure that it's not hunger, Um, you you know, you're looking at, they wake up and they're not really interested in feeding, they maybe don't want breakfast, Um, you've got enough evidence to suggest, yeah, they're getting too much in the night, that those night feeds are definitely hunger, then you're going to need to work on uh, stopping the night feeds. And with, with younger babies, you can wean night feeding and that's a whole other episode and we can talk about weaning the night feeds. But what we're addressing here today is when you feel like feeding your baby or toddler is the only way to get them back to sleep, like you feel like nothing else works, but you've identified the difference between hunger and comfort and you're sure that it's not hunger, okay? So from here on out, we're gonna assume that We're talking about a child that isn't hungry, and that is definitely comfort feeding. So now we've got that clear, everything I say from here on is based on that assumption, okay? So, decide on, step two, is to decide on a suitable response instead of the feeding. So don't just take it away and go, I don't know what I'm going to do, but we'll just try anything. Get a plan, get a plan in place, and decide on what that response looks like. Now, at first, if you're, for instance, going to respond with um, a very common one is the shushing and patting. If your response is going to be, that's nice and soothing, if you're going to do that, fine. But just be aware that your baby or toddler is likely to push away away, brush you off, cry or get irritated and, and appear to not like it. And, and this, again, is another reason why parents often go, Noth- nothing else works. It won't work unless you persist but at first they're likely to go no no no, don't want that don't want that you might even find that you pick them up for a cuddle and try to calm them and soothe them and they're just irritated this is because they want the feed the baby wants the feed they want the good stuff and they're trying to communicate that to you by saying no none of this is good enough what are you trying to fob me off with (laughs) I want the good stuff so Whilst that's uh, great, they're communicating that to you, you know at this point that's a want. It's not a need, that's the difference. So your little one's telling you I want that, but you're saying I know you want it, but it's because you don't know how else to get to sleep. So trust me, you don't need it, but I appreciate that you want it and that you don't know what to do otherwise. So we're gonna recognize that this is a little one who's using it to get to sleep, doesn't know what to do doesn't know how to put themselves to sleep without it so you need to give that some you know with some weight and we need to um understand that and help and guide and show that child how to put themselves to sleep without the milk because they don't know how it's a learned skill so if you're gonna sit with them and you're gonna soothe them shushing patting pick up to calm put back down um, and i strongly recommend doing that all in a very calm tone i recommend that you you know minimal interaction try and be intermittent with it so you don't pat them off to sleep but you're you know you offer a little bit and then you ease back and um, so you're reassuring and you're there and just for example say that's what you're going to do step three is to see it through See it through without caving in for as long as it takes. And again, I want to reiterate this is all under the assumption that we are certain that this, there's no hunger. So we've already ruled out hunger. We've decided it's definitely just comfort that they're feeding for. Okay, so. In that situation, you're gonna you're gonna see it through. Whatever your response, it might not be that. It may look different to that. It may be more of a regulated response where you you come in, reassure, go back out, come back a bit later. Whatever your plan is, um, see it through without caving for as long as it takes. At bedtime, for as long as it takes. When they wake in the night and you go back, you do the same thing for as long as it takes. Now. Uh, the reason why, because some people say to me, So, how long would you give it before you uh, just go and give them the milk? No! <laughs> Don't give in and give them the milk at all. Because if you do, you're ju- I'd rather you didn't even begin. I'd rather you just gave them the milk and live with it. Because if you're gonna take action and you're gonna stop doing that, you need to see it through. If you hold out, if you try and you're soothing and you're reassuring and you've been at it an hour and then you go, I can't take it any, anymore, I'm sure that there, there, there's got to be something up, help me, I'm just going to get the milk. And you give them the milk and you feed them, you've just taught that child to hold out a long time, to, to you know be very resilient and strong-willed and that if they cry long enough, they cry hard enough, they make a big enough fuss, whatever it is they're doing, um, that they will get the milk and they just, you've just taught them that you will give it to them. That, that it takes a certain amount from them before you will, but that you will. And if you reinforce that belief in them, they're gonna keep going and that you're just gonna create, it's like creating a monster. You're gonna create a very um, strong-willed child and it's gonna make it twice as hard for you the next time that you go to them or the next bedtime. Um, you're just gonna build yourself a bigger mountain to climb um So don't even begin unless you can really commit to seeing it through. Now, in the instance where um, if you decided that there was hunger in there, um, then that would be a whole different rule book. So if you if you were, you know, if you were going about this kind of plan, you got so far through and then you actually went, no, I really think my child actually is hungry. What do I do? The sleep nanny said, see it through as long as it takes. But you know, this doesn't apply. What I'm telling you today doesn't apply if you suspect hunger. If you suspect hunger, there's a whole different rule book <laughs> for that. Um, and you need to work on weaning the night feeds first and then removing the feed as a crutch. This is purely about comfort feeds. So I can't stress that enough. I don't want people starving their babies at night because I said so. I'm not telling you that. You absolutely if you have a hungry baby, you feed a hungry baby. Um, this is purely uh, based on the assumption that we're talking about comfort feeds. And we first step was to identify that and be sure on that. So step one, identify the hunger. Step two, decide on a suitable response. And then step three is seeing it through as long as it takes. Now, once you've done that a few times, you've seen it through as long as it takes, that child is going to get better and better at resettling, self-settling. They're going to recognize that response because you're consistent with it. You're doing it every single time. Um, They're going to go through those motions, get more and more practiced at it and they're going to start to settle quicker and better and that's just brilliant because they're really developing the skill that they really really need so the practice really does make perfect if they resist your reassurance if they're pushing it away if they're not interested in anything but the golden stuff that they really really want um, that's when you need to persist keep going still offer it even if the um reassurance i mean continue to offer that reassurance continue to do what you're doing because at some point they'll go, oh actually, yeah, this is quite nice, I do like it. <laughs> um, and they will accept what you are offering once they realize nothing else is gonna be offered. As human beings, we do not continue with behaviors that don't serve us. We just don't. So there will come a point where they go, ah, oh, okay, well I'm not gonna get that anymore. And then they're very quickly gonna forget that anyway. And they will get better and better. And you're just doing a wonderful thing in helping your baby or toddler learn how to put themselves to sleep. So it's what they want. They want to be asleep. They just don't know how to get there. And they've been using that feed because it's what they're used to and it's what you keep doing. So it's time for a change. Step four and um, is to respond consistently every single time. So I want utter consistency. Whilst I said you see it through uh, for as long as it takes see what through see that consistent response through so the response you put in step two decide on a suitable response see it through for as long as it takes make sure it's consistent so the exposure to the you know the thing that you're doing at bedtime that that your child sees goes through experiences and learns from is repeated every waking um so that they're seeing the exact same thing every time if they if they get that from you at bedtime and then at one or two wakings in the night but then at the third waking you feed them or at the third waking you just bring them into your bed or something different happens again they're going to think yeah there's this other outcome that I can get so I'm just gonna hold out for it <laughs> and what you want to do is uh, make it very clear that it's the same every single time and if you do that you're gonna get results faster that child is gonna feel safe and secure they know where they stand because it's recognisable they're not confused and not wondering you've made it very clear it can feel um, it can feel quite like you know rigid when uh, from your perspective as a parent but from a baby's perspective they just love that clarity you're not giving them mixed messages um, or confused ideas it's just it's very clear and they'll slip into a nice rhythm like that which is brilliant for them okay so Be absolutely consistent with that response every single time that you respond to a waking. And then my fifth step for you um, in this is give at least a week to 10 days of super consistency. I mean, no one-offs at all. Every single bedtime and night waking has been met with the exact same response every single time. If you're still struggling, then you can question whether that works or not and whether you need to change the response, whether your response needs an adjustment somewhere. Um, But you need to give it a good week to 10 days. There's no point in going, uh, okay, one night I did that and it didn't really work. It won't work that quickly. It needs time. Your know, habits take time to form. They take time to get rid of and to bring in new ones. Um, so give it time. But it won't take too long. They're when they're little, they're like sponges. They adapt very quickly. They're very moldable. Um, but yeah, don't just throw in the towel after a few a few days. It's it needs time to set in. Okay, so I'm gonna round up for you. Your step one is to identify any hunger because we want to rule out hunger first before we go any further. If you're certain that it's comfort feeding and that you're finding no other way of resettling your child other than using comfort feeds, and you're certain it's not hunger, proceed to step two, which is decide on a suitable response and um, something I can help with and, and something that, you know, you, you can read my book and we, you know, I'll go through lots of options in there, so um, you'll find the right way for you. Get that response, get it planned, know what you're doing. Step three, see it through once you know what you're doing. And that's why it helps, you've got to know what you're doing. Because you can't see it through if you're going to second-guess yourself and question yourself every few minutes. Especially when you're tired and it's the middle of the night brain does crazy things so get clear get sure then see it through as long as it takes step four is to respond with utter consistency make sure that it's consistent every single time and then step five give it some time be super consistent if after a week you're thinking yeah well there was this one time I did that and there was this one night that we weren't actually home in time for bed that's not consistent so you need a week of at least you know, every bedtime and night waking being met the same way before you adjust something. So there you go. What to do when you feel like feeding is the only thing that works, the only way to get your child to sleep, even though you know they're not hungry anymore. Uh, Five steps there to change things and get them sleeping soundly.